Did you know that the ABV Podcast is sponsored by PreSonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus's deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible, they're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's happy hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance, and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com, or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We love drinking them and we love talking about them too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am Chuck P. Glad you could join me this evening over at a, I don't want to say a secret location. But oh, look at that, some, some glasses uh, clinking together. We're, uh, we're not doing beer right now. Weird. It's very weird. Uh, we're going to do wine tonight on the ABV Podcast, and I'm excited about that because normally it's, it's beer, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we've done a scotch episode mm-hmm. recently. Uh, so we'll do some wine right We did now. a Mezcal episode. We did a Mezcal as well. Uh, one at Doe's, one at Government Taco. You can mm-hmm. figure out where the Mezcal one was. And probably where the Scotch whiskey one was. Yeah. So, uh, Jay Cody, you hear that, that beautiful voice, my hetero life mate, here on Good the show. Good to be back, Chuck. Good to have you here, sir. A so pleasure. So cute. Oh. Good to have you here. We're at my house. Yeah, we are at your house. Uh Abby Lee from 100.7, the Tiger Hello. here as well. And, you uh, said wine, and you said talking to a mic, so naturally I was here. Naturally, you were here, so I mean, how could I keep you away from that? Uh, and uh, Jay, you have a guest for us on the show today for the wine. Yeah. Would you care to introduce our guest so today? Troy Bart is joining us from Landry Vineyards, West Monroe, Louisiana. This is the winery that I actually uh, have done a couple vintages of JD's Blanc Dubois with, and we're going to drink the newest vintage of the Landry Vineyards Blanc Dubois in a little bit. Uh, nice. Troy, welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. It's exciting to be here. Glad to have you. So you're you're pretty new to uh, the Landry Vineyards company, and you're taking over from my buddy Dan Nash. But it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm norm- when we normally do Landry Vineyard stuff, it's normally Dan here, but Dan's no longer with Landry. So glad to have you on board. So glad you can Thank be you. on the show. Thank you. Yeah, Dan actually called uh, or took a call to a pastor in yep. Maryland. So I stepped in his, into his role. Big big shoes to fill. Dan, Dan did a great job. And uh, I'm, I'm having a ball, you know, getting out there and talking to people all across Louisiana and different grocery stores and liquor stores and wine shops. It's been a ton of fun. And uh, nothing better to represent a great family like Landry Vineyards and the hard work Jeff and Libby have done. So I've known the Landry family for probably 20 years now. And uh, this is just exciting to me. So so yeah. you, you're from West Monroe? From Monroe. Okay. Um, you got to be careful when you say Fun that. Monroe? Yeah. A lot of uh-huh. people there's like a, to refer to it. There's an inner rivalry between Monroe and what they call Best Monroe. Whoa. Oh. Um, oh. But uh, oh. I am from Monroe. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's a great town, too. So, uh, But I recently did a little stint in, a, in some political consultancy and uh, moved to the wine world and figured out it's Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, 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 makes sense. Shaking hands, kissing babies. That's yeah. right. All relationships and uh, some marketing thrown in there, and drink all the same. Yeah, so, perfect. A lot of fun. All right. Well, let's let's get to the wine. You poured some wine for us. Tell us. Uh, tell everyone what we're drinking right now. Yeah. First, we have the uh, 2017 vintage of our Malbec. Uh, I like it. When, Starting when, strong. That's right. Yep. And 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 just to clarify, the Malbec is something we imported from the Columbia Valley in Washington. Uh, and it is part of about 50 tons of grapes that we imported last year. There at the vineyard, we grow some great grapes and harvested at about 60 tons. So uh, this represents some of the imported from, uh, from out of state. Jeff gets the, uh, the actual grapes and handcrafts them uh, from that point. Uh, but, but these were not grown at the vineyard. Uh, they were grown in the Columbia Valley there. Malbec 2017 aged in oak after we got it uh, for a year in French oak. So uh, it's got a beautiful deep color uh, very very present uh, 
oak aroma. Um, and I like to uh, I like to refer this as the uh, Royal Tannenbaum. It's a very mm-hmm. good mouth, very good mouth feel. Uh, I, I feel like I, it, I see what you did there. Yeah, the, the yeah, tannins. That's right. And I feel like this is like the the uh, Malbec equivalent of a Lafroy. That's good. The peat bomb. You know, mm-hmm. Petey visited us at the vineyard also. So yeah, it's it's got plenty of oak on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most people know Malbec uh, from Argentina, uh, where they grow a lot of Malbec and really um, kind of help popularize it as a as a single varietal grape. Malbec is uh, it's a French grape that was primarily used for blending, mm-hmm. um, but in Argentina they they were growing such good Malbec they were just like let's just bottle this. Um, so uh, we see a lot of it there, but that's interesting that it's coming. This is coming from Washington State, so you're getting pretty far north on the west coast but you can really get to some pretty uh well washington state you can get pretty much rainforest and you can get pretty close to desert as right. well. right yeah walla walla in the desert area there so yeah huge huge climate differences um and i'm learning more and more about the columbia valley and things of that nature but uh we also have another columbia valley uh grape our cabernet which i think is also 2017 vintage was from the columbia valley as well so um Good steak for, you know, powerful meats. Mm-hmm. It'll cut through some fat, and some mm-hmm. grizzle. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what it, that's what it needs is like some lamb, some venison, yeah. Just, yeah. just a, a really nice steak. Some duck fret mm. fries. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, mm. I was about to ask Abby what she thought about it, but she's pretty much finished her glass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need another splash, or you want to wait on the next one? I mean, oh, mm-hmm. okay. mm-hmm. Make sure she's not empty, so we can talk about it. Now, now Abby, what, I, what, I, what I'm told by my, my good friend and our good friend, really Chelsea Ransom, is that when you that first sip of wine that you take, you need to swish it all around your mouth, yeah. kind of like yes. you're doing like mouthwash. And then so yes. chew on it. Yeah. Yes. Chew Seriously. A bit. Yes. I, Let it coat I, your mouth. I, I, okay, so when I studied abroad in college, I took a business of wine class and I like learned all of these things. But really, I Where? was like, okay, that's great, and I just like threw it back. <laughs> Florence. In Florence. Look at that. Italy. And you took a business of wine class. It was a lot of, it was more like drinking. It was more like a wine tasting class. A two-month-long wine tasting class. She didn't really learn about the business of it. She just drank. about the tannins and things like that, and like you get like the certain tastes, like I know what you're talking about, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm from Louisiana. This is how we drink wine here. Did you drink a lot of Prosecco? And San Gilvesi? I did drink a lot of Prosecco and Limoncello in, um... Sorrento, we drank a lot of Chianti and it was super great. And then they took us on this vineyard tour. We went to like four different vineyards in one day, and then the teachers got mad at us because we all got drunk. And I was like, <laughs> they were—they literally gave us tastings like this, like six of them at each different vineyard, and yeah, like everybody's like on the bus, like taking a nap, and every, and we all got yelled at. I was that like, just sounds like fashion expect? students. Yeah, yeah. How and many we were all like? I think the oldest was like twenty four. Were they the all? Were they all American students? It was all UL students. Okay, mm. so that's probably why. Yeah, they were like, "You silly American, what are you doing?" That's well, it was UL. Well, it was <laughs> the UL professors that yelled yeah. at us. Oh, okay, all right. Well, and never, we were yeah. just like, "Yeah, that's how that stuff works." You gave us six like good 
size tastings at each vineyard. We went to four of them. What did you think? It's like, bro, what do you think we do with wine? We drink it. Yeah. I'm not here to learn it's about like anything. They, I'm just they tasted drink. great, but like now I need a nap. Yeah, now I need to relax. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that Chianti is the region, uh, and pretty much everything that comes out of there is the Sangiovese grape. Oh, okay. So if you're drinking a nice Chianti, you are almost certainly drinking a Sangiovese. Huh. Sangiovese is the grape, and Chianti is the region. It's kind of like drinking a Pinot Noir, yeah. but you're drinking a Burgundy. You know, or a cab, or you're drinking a Bordeaux. It's like mm-hmm. the the grape and the region are pretty synonymous with each other. But one's the grape, and one is the right. region. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, I, I realized that about like you know Pinot Noir. Yeah, and France, I didn't realize Chianti right. was right. It it pretty much all of the good Chianti out there is made from the Sangiovese grape. And you can get a bottle for like five euros. Yeah. And which it tastes is, great. Which like five euros? Like seven U.S. dollars, yeah, something okay. like wow. that. Seven Depends or eight on the exchange dollars. rate at yeah. the time, but yeah, around there. You you were uh, were you in wine country when you were overseas? I know you went to uh, in to Portugal. Ireland, so. In Portugal, yeah, you uh, were, yeah. I, I drank a lot of wine in Portugal, and let me tell you, you want about uh, affordable, good wine. Yeah, the Portuguese know what they're doing, and they do it cheap. Shoot. And everything was cheaper over there, like the. When I ask the Irish, what do they do when they want to like leave Ireland? Like, what was just like in in the states? Like when we go on holiday, yeah. Uh, like we go to the beach. Like there's no beaches in Ireland. It's all rocky cliffs and it's always cold and it's it's like the Pacific Northwest, right? It's like it's not beaches like Southern California. It's rocky cliffs and it's cold weather pretty much all the time. You'd love it. Chuck. Um, <laughs> Sounds like my kind of place. But, but it was July, and like it was still just cold and rainy in Ireland. And I was just like, "What do y'all do when you just like want to go to the beach or something?" They're like, "Well, we go to Portugal." And really, it was no different than going from like San Francisco to San Diego or something. You yeah. know, like you just going down the coast. Now Ireland's an island, right? And then Portugal's mainland Europe. But it's just like it's just farther south on the western coast of the Atlantic. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, I decided I would go to Portugal, and the everything in an Ireland was expensive. This was 2006, so it was a while ago now. But I mean, a pint of Guinness was six or seven euros, but like that's close to ten dollars, right? Wow. You know, and it's just like you know, you spent money in Ireland. In Portugal, everything was so cheap. Why is I that? Mean, everything Ireland's was so cheap. Further north. It's, right? yeah, 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 and it's basically like in the United States and Europe. Further south you go, like southern hospitality and the cheaper mm-hmm. things are. It's a thing. It's a good like, way to look at Europe it as well. Yeah. It's a good That's way to look at it. Like how they like explained it to us. Yeah, and just like bigger cities like Rome, mm-hmm. so expensive. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's overrated. Um, well, it's Paris, kind of like a tourist destination. It's so. a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Paris, yeah. super expensive. Places you go, kind of overrated. Mm-hmm. Like things like that. It's, yeah. it's like the difference between being in New York City and being in yeah. a smaller town or in somewhere in the south or being yeah. in San Francisco. And like it's just expensive there. Yeah. You know, the cost of living is more expensive, more expensive in Chicago than it is in Indianapolis, even. You know, even though they're not that far apart. So it, it's a lot of it's just those kind of factors. Um, a lot of it also, I would say, for them, it was just a difference of going, switching monetary systems and like what the Portuguese 
had whatever it was they were before not the, the euro. euro. Okay. They, they were okay. euro, but like in 2006, the, the euro was still fairly new. And like what the everything when they converted Irish, and then, I don't know if they were on the British pound, I guess the Republic of Ireland wasn't, they were probably on their own currency, but when they converted to the euro versus when Portugal converted to the euro, and those exchange rates were just different. Hmm. And just the cost of living there was less. And it's it's not as well off as a country as a whole. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just like, it's kind of... Also, I would say kind of like why are beers cheaper in the Dominican Republic than they are here? Yeah. It's just like, well, stuff's just cheaper there. Just cheaper. Right. Labor's, L- labor's cheaper. cheaper yeah. the, the, you know, the, the cost of land, the cost of running a factory, the cost of brewing the beer is just cheaper. Yeah. And or making I, the wine. As I've heard, the Malbec, when it first came from Argentina to the American market, it really didn't make a big splash, even though it was great wine, but primarily because of the price point. Mm-hmm. Their labor was so inexpensive, it hit the market at eight ten dollars a bottle yeah and whereas then, people so people just assumed it was cheap right exactly that's so, interesting yeah huh. that they could have really just just introduced it to the market at twice the, the right. price and you would have done better yeah and made way more money <laughs> interesting yeah all right well let's move on to our next one let's uh yes. let's talk yes. about this one what we have here this is our bayou taj oh i like this all right one. so this is a bordeaux blend it's often referred like a Meritage blend, but we uh, Bayou Heritage, so Bayou Taj. It's got uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Malbec, Merlot, Petit Verdot, um, are the five grapes that are in it. The nose on this thing is really, really good. It's lightly oaked. It's not fully oaked like the, uh, the previous Malbec. Uh, it's also got Cobb Frank in there, sorry. Um, and... It's, you know, the, the traditional Bordeaux blend, but this is also rep- representative of what we imported. This is from the Lodi region. Lodi is a region kind of due east of San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay, southwest of Napa. And uh, it's, it's our red blend. Um, and it's a good old red blend. Is that an Eagle song? That's a Creedence song. <laughs> Creedence song. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, go ahead. Stuck in uh, Lodi again. If anybody's <laughs> That's a Creedence song. I apologize Creedence Clearwater to all the Creedence fans out there yep. for but me saying Eagles. So the, the, the labeling on the bottles, yes. I, I'm, I'm noticing completely different from what I'm used to seeing on a Landry Vineyards uh, bottle. I really like it. It's, uh, it's, it really represents the brand well. Yeah, it, it really does wrap up what Landry's all about. So our labels were designed by the daughter-in-law of the Landry's, uh, Rebecca Landry, and she hand-drew this Oh wow! Okay. with uh, some charcoal, uh, not charcoal, with some, uh, what, what do you call it, just regular old pencil, I don't know. Yeah, uh, some lead. sketch. Yeah, yeah. sketch. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a beautiful view of the, the, of the vineyard and the rolling hills and the tasting room and a little area where we normally have the concert oh okay i see that yeah okay. and so All it's right. it uh it's it's it just kind of puts you at ease when you yeah. look at the label so um, but very much the Landry family and the vineyards there is all about the community and immersing everyone around us in the culture and the viticulture and the vineyard and just you know enjoying the countryside and feeling the cold grass in your toes when it is uh when it is cooler yeah but uh <laughs> Uh, it's it's a, it's a great vineyard to come and visit. We have concert series, like I said before. The property's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. W- w- there, there's new vineyards also, 
uh, across the street from our existing vineyard where there's some really? new things going in. Yeah. Oh, cool. Really? He, uh, Jeff has planted some um, Crimson Cabernet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a hybrid of they'll Cabernet be, Sauvignon and They've got a, a cabin or two over there, too, right? That's true, that yeah. Edge. We have a couple yeah. Airbnbs now and uh, a, a couple of RV hookups. So you can roll up there and park and wake up and look at the vineyard. Uh, it's really nice. RVing. Yeah, that's yeah. the life right there. Yeah. Jay, we need that life. <laughs> we, need, we need an RV. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Maybe there's an RV company that wants to sponsor us. That's what we need. That is exactly what we, we need. We can do a joint Jay to Cody show, ABV podcast, the RV company sponsorship. Yeah. So they just they don't like go to, on the road. They don't have to like, give us the RV. Yes. They can just like loan it to us as long as they're a sponsor. Yeah. I'm a pretty good driver. Okay. Okay. Hired. Done. Well, good because me and Chuck are really good at drinking. Yeah. So, so this this thing we've been trying to do about going all over Louisiana to yeah. all these breweries, hitting all the breweries and doing. Why radio just stop at Louisiana? Well, we don't. We won't stop. We won't there. stop there. This is start where to yeah. start. Oh. Leg one. Yeah. It's like Jay and Chuck's tour de beer. Yeah. And wine. And wine, yeah. And, and distilleries. distilleries. Yeah. 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 Does it All have to be an RV? Because I really see like an old bus in your... Oh, you know, a tour bus is yeah. Like a Partridge yeah, Family a, style bus? Yeah, I, like I was that. thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, so you can, can we like do two-in-ones and I can go with you? And then like wherever we go, I could like play an acoustic set and... Yes. Oh, oh that'd be cool. Huh. It's a package deal. I'm not opposed to this. Things no. to think about. Things to right? ponder. I like it. Let's hit the road, y'all. Just yeah, saying. let's do this. <laughs> I mean, we, we have everything we need at the table, apparently, right That's now. right. First stop, Landry Vineyards. Landry Vineyards. Very nice. Uh, they have RV hookups. Yeah. We're set. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, how did you guys make out with this recent winter storm that just came through That's here? That's a because good question. up where you are, y'all had snow. And ice. Yeah. So, we just had some ice here, but you guys had, like, everything. Yeah, we had snow and ice. We had a good deal of ice, too, freezing rain, and we had a lot of limbs down. Not major limbs, because, you know as it would be fortunate that we had a, a few you know tornadoes and hor- hurricane winds come through the area wow and and you know before the the ice like most of louisiana did but yeah true. that knocked out a lot of uh no pun intended low-hanging fruit and <laughs> limbs <laughs> and uh so uh but so they have just recently trimmed most of the uh, vines and have them ready for budding uh, for new growth and that has not yet occurred uh so the ice really uh we hope has not affected the vines at all yeah um and and a lot of times actually what people will do when cold weather is coming late in the season uh after the bud has already occurred is is that uh they'll actually uh spray the vines with water because the ice will insulate the vines in some fashion it seems like trickery to me yeah, yeah. but uh it, it is the case so but as, as as far as we know it has not affected the vines uh it's too early to tell i guess but yeah that, i mean that, yeah it's, that, that's that's a good thing if it didn't affect it because normally you guys get colder weather than we do down here in baton rouge just because you're you're further north but yeah we're in yankee the, land yeah so Louisiana like, yankee land what north what did the temperature get up there? Was it like in the negatives, or was it like no, pretty no, no. low? It was. It was. Uh, I think it it got to almost ten degrees. Wow, uh, which is really low. Really uh, low. I think it, it's. We we definitely set some record lows and consecutive record lows uh, this year, um, but it it hovered pretty much around eighteen to twenty two for that week. Yeah, and for five days. Oh yeah. Wow. It was great though. I had plenty of Landry wine at my house. And there you go. Couldn't go anywhere, but it was fine. So kids had a good time. 
Um, and it's just one of those things that comes around, you know, once in a 10-year period. I remember in 2000 is when it hit, hit us last time. I don't know if y'all uh, got hit by that here in Baton Rouge or in, in, in South Louisiana, but in 2000 we had a big ice storm. I do remember that. I remember there being – we got some – we didn't. We got frost on the ground mm-hmm. here. It didn't snow, but we got frost and ice. I remember that. It was. It was a rather large ice storm, and a lot of old trees, you know, snapped on power lines. We were out of out of power. It seemed like to me a lot longer than we were this time. So, um, fun, exciting things that happen in Louisiana. You can't ever predict what's going to happen. Yeah, but. an ice storm in Louisiana in February. I mean, right. Who's got that on the bingo card, yeah. Jay? <laughs> if you were going to pick a month, though, I'd, I'd pick. Yeah, February. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. January, February. Yes. Well, and if you look at the Farmers Almanac, I think March twenty fourth uh, is the uh, you know recorded last frost of the year. So there's a there's huh. a late frost in our in our horizon. Huh. That'll be interesting. Huh. I mean, um, Puxatawney Phil said it was going to be six weeks of winter. Uh, that groundhog is like right, like what was it? Thirty percent of the time, eighteen percent. I don't. He's hitting. He's hitting it now. We've been sweating the last few days. All right. Pouring white wine. Yeah, man. yeah. Moving on to whites. What, what, do we, what do we have here? All right. So this is... Uh, oh, this is the Blanc de Bois. This is the Blanc de Bois. This is uh, an estate-grown grape. Okay. You over there? Oh, here we go. Yeah. And uh, grown grown on the vineyard. This is estate grape. And uh, it's a French-American hybrid. Blanc de Bois literally translated means white of the wood. So in the aroma... You're going to uh, notice a, a slight wood as if it had been aged in oak, uh, but it, it has not. It is an unoaked aged uh, white wine, uh, but Blanc is a very good Louisiana white. It's refreshing. Uh, it's very, uh, it's faint, you know, fruit, floral, hints of citrus, with some lime zest, and some, um, I've even heard some grapefruit on the back end slight hints of it anyway but it's uh it's unlike a lot of white wines that are out there it often gets hidden on the shelf because it's a, a white grape that no one's heard of but blanc de bois you've heard it now yeah uh is a very refreshing louisiana wine uh i like to refer to it as thirst quenching so be careful thirst quenching i like it jim looking up on your uh, shelf over there i mm. see a bottle of jd's blanc de bois yeah is this similar there. to what you have? Uh, yes. That's definitely an Same old- vines, same um, grape varietal, just a different year. Yeah, that's definitely an older year because I see the wax on it. Yeah, there's a couple of them over there. That one on the top was uh, the, the second vintage that I did. Okay. Um, the third vintage might yep. be around here somewhere. Right there. Yep. Yeah. That's just the cork. So we've done. With the JD's logo on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so we've, we've actually done three different packagings, uh, vintages of the JD's Blanc de Bois with Landry Vineyards. Um, I believe the last one that we did was would have been 18. Okay. It could have been 17, the harvest of 17, and it came out in 2018. Um, that sounds right. But it was... Uh, the, 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 the last one that I did I thought was, was the best. Um, this one... Troy, you said y'all are using a a slightly different yeast strain with it than what y'all have been doing in the past? Yes. It was recommended by some of the, uh, well, by the the company that we um, get some of our yeast from after uh, they they, uh, tested several Blanc de Bois uh, grapes from different vineyards. 
Blanc de Bois is usually only grown in the south, southeast in particular. So there's some Blanc de Bois vineyards uh, being grown in Texas and in Louisiana, and I think in Florida as well. So, um, but if you think, as you're drinking this, you think Louisiana cuisine, uh, fried food, uh, seafood, a nice vinaigrette salad, uh, this is a perfect white wine for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it just it has a very i think uh unique aroma that really stands on its own um but it's pleasant very pleasant very thirst quenching for those hot summer days Mm -hmm. definitely a good summer wine for sure Mm -hmm. abby are you more red or white when it comes to wine um you have a preference it depends i like both okay uh rosé is my favorite Mm. shocking wow Guess oh. what we have next? Yes. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, look at that! Yes. Somebody's gonna be excited. <laughs> that was a good sound effect. That was a good. That was good. Why is rosé your favorite? Do you can you put a finger on that? Um, I don't know because uh, I feel like it's in between red and white a little bit. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not too sweet, if it's on the drier side, then. Okay, so you're not looking for like the super sweet rosé. No. no, no. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance. Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. See, I find that with so Abby and Brittany, they have a show on 100.7 The Tigers off the record weekdays, three to seven. And our tastes, by the way, are kind of the same when it comes to wine. Okay. So, so on Fridays, you guys with Patrick Grimion with the Patty G Show, mm-hmm. y'all do Frosé Fridays. Yes. Now, some of the Frosé, the frozen, uh, the Frosés that he brings in there, just frozen Rosés, uh, tend to be sweeter. Yes. Specifically, the curbside one is really sweet. The one from Fat Boy's Pizza is sweet, but I find the curbside one might be a touch more sweeter. It is. Um, and, I mean, it's good. Um, it's something I have to be in the mood for. Otherwise, it kind of hurts my stomach a little bit. But they did tell me last week, and this sounds really good. You know where I'm in the mood for it. Um, so they're going to take their frosé, and they're going to put a blueberry puree and drizzle oh. it over mm. the frosé. Is curbside is curbside. doing this? So are you getting all the frosés from now on from curbside? Is that where they're coming from? Or Yes. Because besides curbside and Fat Boy's Pizza, I don't know any other place that's doing a frosé in Bad Rouge. Uh, I'm sure there's Uncle one. Earl's. They got one from Mestizo one okay. time. Yeah, Mestizo's has a keto-friendly frosé. Ah, okay. Mm. So I'm not a big frosé person, so I don't, I don't know these things. Let me ask a dumb question here. Yeah, go ahead. What is a frosé? 
A frozen rosé. Oh, yes. that's basically like, okay. And it usually <laughs> they put like some kind of like strawberry something or other mm. in it. It like a daiquiri. It oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a concoction of like trying to get a rosé in a, a daiquiri style yeah. frozen beverage yeah. machine. Yeah. I don't, and places do it differently. I suggested to young Patrick Grimion uh-huh. uh, with the Patty G Show that he just make it frozen Friday and then he could bring in frozen margaritas, yes. frozen palomas, frozen daiquiris, frozen, yeah, anything daiquiris from a daiquiri are, yeah. shop. Uh, frozen white Russians, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could play whatever tune you wanted to. You can change it seasonally. It's more you wide open. Do, there's there's frozen Irish mules out there right now. Yes. Brickyard has a frozen uh, Jameson mule. Really gearing up for St. Patrick's Day. It's March. Tis the season, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, why not just make it frozen Friday and you bring in whatever frozen concoction you want. That makes more and sense. And he was just like, Ooh, but it's already Frozen Friday. You can change. It's not too late to change Whatever, that. man. <laughs> or maybe it is. Well, that's what he actually said is, but Brittany and Abby like Frozen, so. Brittany and Abby like anything they, that's Brittany and Abby okay. like alcohol, period. That's what I was I was thinking. It doesn't have to be frozen or not. They might want a refreshing change yeah. at some point. Like, Brittany and Abby like frozen margaritas, yeah. too. So. Yeah, they did Thirsty Thursday today on their show yeah. with Ronnie from yeah. Churchill's, and it was champagne. It was nothing, yeah. I mean. Why are you limiting this to Frozen every Friday? You need to discuss this with Brittany. And figure and it then out. Y'all, and then y'all, then y'all write Patty G a letter, like a handwritten <laughs> letter, letter that you put in the mail. <laughs> but don't mail it to him. Just like give it to him when he shows. No, mail it to him. <laughs> mail it to make him, him, make him. Like his wife will probably read it first. Like mail it to, <laughs> mail it to his mailbox. Like hand, his mail. handwritten letter. Like Steve Stevens sent us with uh, the Space Force patches. Yeah, yeah. Space Force. Space yeah. Force. Yeah, that's that's is my that that is? that's my space force patch. Oh my god! Chuck got one today. That yeah. was like it's intense. pretty awesome. It's pretty. Awesome. It's like an Uncle Sam space force patch. Yeah, wow. it's pretty killer. So, like, what does this do? Oh, I'm gonna put it on like a bomber jacket, and then yeah. I'm gonna be able to get into stuff. Yeah, like, uh, easy access into into Cape <laughs> Did Canaveral. Y'all see? Yeah. <gasps> Did y'all see uh, the space hotel? Yes. yes, we talked about it Tuesday. <gasps> yeah, oh, on, space space on space force. space It now. literally looks like it was it like came straight out of Xenon. Yeah, I thought uh, you were gonna. It looks crazy. Yeah, I thought you were gonna mention the 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 Starship launch. The, the SpaceX launch. The SpaceX launch with the rocket successfully landed back on Earth and oh. then immediately blew up. Yeah. Oh. oh, it blew up again? It blew like it landed, like it was falling and it was like, oh man, this is like, like is it going to hit the thrusters or something? Are they going to like hit fix it that and if they're trying to like put people in like a space launch? Yeah, that's the thing. They straightened it out and it landed and like as it landed, it sat there for a few seconds and then it blew up. Haven't they had some successful landings? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. They had a string of them, right? Yeah. Of, like, so they they have been really good with their unmanned, uh, never intention of a manned rocket. Yeah, their, just satellite launcher. their satellite launching yeah. okay. rocket and stuff. That has gotten to where like it's pretty efficient. Clockwork, yeah. And they're, lo- they're, launching, they're launching rockets into space and then having the main part of the rocket come back and land on a pad in the a ocean. Raft, yeah, yeah. And like with really good success rates. This is their starship that's the prototype of what they would actually send people to Mars on. Okay. And they're not they're not test launching it with people on it obviously. Right. But they're test launching it, sending it up in in it's not going in outer space. It's just going up into the atmosphere a little bit. And, they come and they're trying down. to come back down and land it. Yeah. And they've 
done like three or four failed missions. Yeah. But but every failed attempt, they at least come out uh, and say like, nope, this was another success. Like we. Yeah. No, it wasn't completely successful, right. but we got one step further in figuring out how not to killing people. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I feel like there should be a shift change that that satellite shift should kind of move over to the people side of things. Yeah, they had they had. I mean, I, I saw probably five, ten different landings and takeoffs, and like you said, it's amazing how they get them on the raft. Just yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It really is. I saw an article the other day. There's a an Asian. Uh, an Asian man who who is giving away passes for the the space flight. Oh, he's got I think he's got six that he's giving away, and he's holding like like he's he wants to give it away to artists, people that are going to be inspired to create things from this thing. Which flight is that? Is that not the the manned one that the one guy is trying was giving away? Uh, There's only like four for. seats on that thing. With this, maybe this is another one. He's got like it's got to be a different. He's got eight, I think, and he's given uh, away six. Hmm. That might just be one of those like super low orbit. Like you're getting like just out of the atmosphere, but you're not maybe. really like, yeah, the, getting it, all the maybe way. So. Maybe Branson so. Richard Branson has there. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Branson's yeah, got yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Bezos has some company that he's working on that's doing something similar. Yeah, I feel like if I had eight tickets and I saw this crash. Burn landing thing. I think I'd yeah. probably give start giving away too. Yeah. But that's that's not what they're trying to go up in. Like that yeah. Starship that SpaceX is trying to launch right now and and doing all these maneuvers with in South Texas. Like that's that truly is like their prototype of what they would send to Mars. Okay. Yeah. Not what they're just sending like on a little ferry ride into space. Yeah, so you that's can, so you can blog about. That's going to look more like a cross between an airliner and a space shuttle. Yeah. It's going to be a little more like a plane kind of thing. And like you said, it's not going to truly go into space. It's going to be the upper atmosphere right. where, like, there's zero Gs, Yeah. but you're technically not in space. Kind of like how they yeah, do those not, things. You're not where, really in the low Earth orbit yet. You're yeah, just like up where the, there. The people were doing the, like, they were taking the balloons and going uh-huh. up into, into the, the upper atmosphere. Into the stratosphere. Yeah. And it, it looks like they're in space, but they're not. And then they're jumping, they're skydiving from that. So I was, that's crazy, dude. Man. That's nuts. Would you do? I want to skydive, but I don't know if I want no. to do that. I, would, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of shaking of the heads over here. No. I don't. Oh, no. I don't want to climb Mount Everest. I'd go up in a hot air balloon, like a uh, like a true, just like recreational hot air balloon to get a good view of Napa like or something. Like around the world in like, 80 days. It'd be romantic or something. Definitely not do, not climbing Everest. That's way too much work. Dude. I mean, obviously, cold, there's no dude. way I could do it. I'm fine with cold. I would, die. I, right, I, yes. I would die before I even got halfway up. Oh, absolutely. So. Same. Yeah. I would like a Sherpa, though, just to have around the house. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just, yes. <laughs> just like a little tiny I, Sherpa. I think he'd be cool. Mm, yeah. 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 Okay, the rosé. The rosé, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Space News Now, every Tuesday on the Jay to Cody Show on Talk 173. <laughs> uh, yes. So the rosé. So the rosé from Landry. Uh, this label is very similar to the uh, Blanc, uh, the Blanc, the Bayetage, and the Malbec, uh, except it is a watercolor version of it. Yeah, so, I like that. It's it really sticks nice. out. It's very pleasant. Uh, we also have the Rosé, and this is a clear bottle, but we have it in the, uh, you know, very recognizable uh, Riesling Blue, I call it, which which looks beautiful on your windowsill after you're yeah. done drinking. It's made from... Uh, a grape that's grown there on the vineyard. Again, it's the Lenoir. It's a Spanish-American hybrid. 
Um, it's often referred to as the Black Spanish. And I believe I'm telling you the truth here, although I may be lying, but the Lin Wang grape is the only grape in which the juice is red. All the grapes are white juice, even red grapes. So, a little interesting tidbit that may or may not be true. Um, but <laughs> We'll just say it is. It yeah, is true. It is true. But the rosé, it's, it's, it's a dry rosé, although, or semi-dry, uh, but very fruit-forward. So, as I'm twirling this around, there's a Doing beautiful... a good job of that, by the way. If yeah. I tried that, there'd be wine everywhere. Right. I'm thinking this microphone may get wet. but no, you're, you're good. The, the, the color is a very beautiful, almost amber. This rosé is a lot more... Uh, colorful Abby's than most rosé. Abby's not doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna spill wine everywhere. He's got it down, I think. The 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 the, the color of this is is, is much more uh, rich than most rosé. Most rosés are very kind of a salmon or light pink. This uh, what would y'all say this color is? Uh, I, I would say like a, a ruby red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the color of your shirt. Yeah, and I have a uh, a fishing shirt on, Louisiana. Uh, a little bit darker maybe. Yeah, it's a little yeah. richer than, than a salmon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's going it's going towards ruby. It's like a strawberry jelly ranger. Right. So it's funny Ooh, you should funny you should mention that because if you smell it, there's a good strawberry nose in this. I drank all mine. I can't smell. So it. just like the blanc <laughs> would have been great with like a salad, a light salad. Uh, the rosé is a definite winner for vinaigrette salads, shrimp, even blackened shrimp. Things like that, uh, great on the table. But you know what I like to say about the Landry wines, especially some of the estate wines, the Blanc de Blanc, the Rosé. These are good off the table. You know, poolside, oh, absolutely. It, this is just Louisiana wines, also for Louisiana foods, but also for Louisiana activities. And this Rosé is a great one. So is this is this a hundred percent Lenoir? It is indeed. Okay, so Lenoir is it's, as Troy was saying, it's grown uh, up there on the vineyard. So this is actually Louisiana grown grapes, Louisiana made wine. Uh, Lenoir means the black, uh, and it's a Spanish, um, a Spanish wine or Spanish American hybrid, I guess. Yep. Um, that's like this super dark grape. Um, but and I know that they use it in some blending uh, for for some red wines and some things like that. But um, how do you do you know? I, I know Jeff's the winemaker and and that he has people making wine and you're out hitting yeah. the streets. Um, but like, how do they make it to where it's this rosé color instead of just like a red wine? The dark. I I, I believe it has something to do with how long they leave it. How long uh, they leave the skins right, in there? Right. Right. And that's why this one is a little bit darker. He, he, he left it there a little bit longer than most uh, winemakers would when they're making rosé. But he, he was very particular about wanting a very rich, flavorful wine. He didn't want to push out a, a Bud Light. Right. So nothing against Bud Light. Um, but A lot but, against Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, this, so I have a, a great story. I, I was uh, When I was doing some political consultants, I'm I was not going to try that. Because if I start oh, sorry. twirling, I'm just no, doing no, it. you're doing a I'm great twirling, job. Yeah, if I did it, this kind laptop of a, would be covered in water. Yeah, it's like a habit, almost a nervous tick. I'm mesmerized tick. by yeah, it. Actually, nervous it's like a, tick, yeah. It's like a little mini whirlpool going on. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, Abby. You're going, yeah, you need to go a little bit more in a small circle and a little bit less in, like, just back and forth. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Well, sorry, I was, sorry, I didn't mean no, to no, 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 no. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay, well, think about what you would do with your hips and do it with your hands. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. There you go, yeah. yeah. Hula hooping. Hey. Oh, 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 sorry. Not what she would do with her tender <laughs> Oh. Anyway, Troy, the one. Right. <laughs> would you say the conditions are perfect? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, hands dates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Didn't mean to call out tender there. Yeah, watch it. When this wine is very cold, you, you, it, it's a it's a 11% wine. So there's a trend here lately for wines to kind of go lower ABV. Huh. Uh, I thought yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say ABV because we're at the ABV oh, podcast. Perfect. Thank but you. lower ABV um, because of, uh, I, you know, I don't really know why. But uh, this one is a lower end, sort of, still you 11%. Could, you could act like craft brewers and be like, it's sessionable. There you go. Ah, there it, you, go. you know what? This it, is a sessionable wine. Oddly yeah. enough, I think Probable. that is the... You could drink a whole bottle and not be schnockered. <laughs> <laughs> that is, the I think, Sessionary. the motivation for the lower, like your Stella Rosa <laughs> yeah. and your new Menage a Trois sweet wines. That's, I think that is the motivation. Um, which, which to, you know, to that I say bonkers, you know? Um, bonkers. You know? I thought he was going to say bollocks, but bonkers yeah, works bonkers. as well. Bonkers. <laughs> bonkers. But anyway, this rosé, super cold, uh, will get you in trouble. I was at a women's, the Washita Women's Republic uh, meeting. Yikes. And I had, I had my, I had <laughs> my Yeti uh, five-gallon bucket, which is uh, okay. something I don't like to admit that I own, but a I do. Yeti five-gallon bucket? Oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, yeah, wait. That, that, I mean, you, you could spend $5 on a Home Depot bucket that's the same dimension. Okay, right. So a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, but I decided to spend 60 bucks uh-huh. on a Yeti bucket. So it keeps the ice, like, intact. It, yeah, I, I don't really notice a difference, but it does fit behind my truck seat in my cab. Is it just a bucket? Oh, yeah, it's just a bucket. Is it an insulated bucket? It is somewhat insulated, and it has a nice top. So you, you can picture yourself with the top, fill it full of beer, ice it down, and go fishing, and you have a seat as well. Yeah, okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, people use buckets with seats on them, you know, for that kind of stuff. It is nice. A lot of people use it for kayak fishing and things like that. There it is, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just Google it. Pass your phone to it's, me. It's a Yeti bucket. I use a it to fill, fill up water, hit the road. Loud, I love to stay hydrated. Laudal five-gallon bucket. It has all kind of attachments. Uh, the, the, Yeti.com right here says this one's $39.99. Oh, well, I got ripped off. You can get it <laughs> Massey's or Hutch's Ace Hardware as well. Is it a five-gallon bucket? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, another good thing about it, the reason, you know, I really use it, is that it's tall enough to put wine bottles in there. Yeah, for sure. So I also have another uh, wine cooler. It's called a Savoy. They went out of business, but most wine coolers or most coolers are not tall enough for a wine bottle. It'll hit the top of the lid or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the Yeti plug is a good, you know, wine on the go. Throw some bottles in there in the ice and it'll keep it cold, but... Just don't go to the Republicans meeting for women and uh, have them really cold because you end up drinking two bottles before you know it. Uh, and, yeah. You were the women. Well, I mean. <laughs> Both. I didn't know who I was after that. <laughs> wow. So. Okay. Well, right. that happened. So, so not especially insulated. Uh, it does uh, on the website say. That's misleading because you would assume yeah. Yeti. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the unsung hero yeah. of hard work deserved a little attention. Our ultra durable loadout bucket is designed for lugging, loading, hauling, and bailing. Whether you're at the ranch or on the boat or in the garage, our five gallon bucket is nearly indestructible and ready to work. Don't depend on it for keeping ice cold. It has other jobs to do. What the? Please note this product is not a cooler. Loadout. <laughs> okay, so I was totally so it's misled. not going to have. Yeah. <laughs> 
It does look like it's... Troy was bamboozled. It mm-hmm. looks like it is thick and Bongos. durable, and like it has to be more insulated than a Home Depot five-gallon bucket. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But they are... I think it'll stay for a day. They are kind of careful to say, like, this isn't like a Yeti ice chest yeah. in a bucket form. Right. It's not going to have that level of insulation. But anymore. why wouldn't they do that? I don't like, know. That I th- would make sense to me. I think it's it, well, it their works fine as so a bucket. Dang thick. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing about those those modern ice chests like that is like you have so little space inside because right. they're so thick. Double inside, sealed, which is nice. Vacuum sealed. Yeah, you get all those seals and you get the you, you get all that insulation and, and and that's good. But you lose a lot of for how big and heavy the ice chest is. Right. It's not really that much uh, that many square inches of or cubic inches of of space inside. So what I want to know is 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 this a Frosé candidate? I feel like future Frosé candidate. Frose. Yeah, for yes. sure. Do you get It's so, just sweet enough to where it wouldn't yeah. be overly sweet like the Yeah, like and you the, wouldn't have to add anything. No, right. no, no. It's perfect the way it is. Yeah. Nice little cherry on the back end, I think. Yeah. Some people say watermelon, and I I, I don't get that, but I get cherry and strawberry. I get cherry yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's strawberry. strawberry. Yeah, I definitely smell strawberry for sure. Definitely. So Jay, you don't agree that this will make a good frosé, or no? Oh, I'm sure it could. I don't. But like adding to it, you don't. You think I'm sure you, you have to add some stuff to it. You're, I don't think. I don't think most frosés are just dumping wine into a daiquiri machine. I don't know. This Using one's sugar and some like other things on the well. sweeter side, though. So, what do you? What would you like add to it? What do you think? Well, I don't sweet condensed Fruit? milk. Yeah, maybe like a puree. Yeah, mm. I, I honestly don't know. It depends. I know that a lot of the frozen machines are. It's a lot of science. Like we, yeah, for sure. We check that stuff all the time for our margaritas and, and our like, daiquiris because we're works, not using so. a we're not using a pre made mix, and you've got to you've got to measure the bricks, which is your water to sugar ratio, and then the alcohol impacts that, and any extra sugar that you add impacts that, and you got to you got to get the ratio ratios of of alcohol and water and sugar correct so that it freezes in that slushy form that you're looking for. Um, and I don't, I don't know that just like pouring rosé into a daiquiri machine is going to get you there. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it actually would need a little bit more alcohol because I'm pretty sure that our frozen margaritas and frozen palomas that we use a lot of tequila in, even though there's a lot of grape juice, grapefruit juice or lime juice and agave nectar in there and and a good bit of water, like it's still higher than 11% ABV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, but maybe not by much when it's really when you really consider all the all the water and lime juice and agave mm-hmm. nectar that's in the margarita. So you said possibly add more alcohol to that. What would, alcohol would you add? Oh, you to just a use a, a completely neutral vodka or something okay. like that. And then you'd probably need to add more more sugar, a, a, a simple syrup of some sort, because it's probably going to need more water too. Like, I don't think you would just want it to be all rosé. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, it could be that wine is actually kind of what you're going for. Like, mm-hmm. the right amount of water, the right amount of sugar, the right amount of alcohol. It could be. Maybe so. Are those frosty machines that you have? They're frosties yep. made in Ruston. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. So Ruston, Louisiana. Ruston, Louisiana. So I guess the, the real question is, will there be frosés at some point government taco? No. Okay. No. We'll play with different. I mean, we've got a frozen margarita and a frozen palomino right now. Didn't he? Yeah. Um, Very indecisive. Note. We only have two. 
and one's always going to be a margarita. We'll play with the other one. The frozen Paloma is money. We're, that yeah, thing's really, that one, really That good. one's about to rotate off. What? Come on. Because the margarita stays. Well, yeah, the, the margarita the, has the to stay. The Paloma is going to rotate. Wow, okay. So we're looking at doing something that's... That's not tequila driven in that one right Mezcal now. Mezcal driven, maybe. Uh, at some point, I would like to do that, but not right now. Okay. Okay. Um, we're looking at doing something that's that like a like a frozen mojito Ooh, or okay. something like that. That like would be that. good for the spring. Oh, yeah, I like that. It's a good idea. Yeah. So, so that's what we're looking for. So Abby, no frozen is a government taco. A frozen mint. I guess that's okay. Ooh, a frozen mint I'm like super into y'all's like spicy palomas right now. Like mm, the spicy margarita. Spicy palomas good. Yeah. <sighs> what about a frozen pims cup? Mm. Doable. What is Doable. that? You don't you know what pims, pims, pims cup. Pims is a uh, an herbal fruity yeah. liqueur. Yeah. Good uh, cucumber. And then yeah, you mix it with some other stuff and. What was the... We don't have it at Government Taco. They make a really good Pimm's Cup uh, at brunch at Cocha. Mm-hmm. And then I believe really? Oliver Twist always can do a Pimm's Cup. Mm, I ate there tonight. Nice. Oliver yeah. Twist does Pub it. Yeah, yeah, Oliver Twist yeah. is really good. Uh, what was the... Pl- was This was years ago, Jay. Okay. You and I were doing the Bite and Booze radio show that time we spent... Uh, the whole entire day going from place to place in New Orleans doing ah, a radio yes. show. Uh, carrying we dragging weight, the heavy equipment around. Three duffel bags worth of equipment we were dragging around back yeah. then. What was the it was the last place we went to oh, that yeah. night had a frozen Pim's cup. Hmm. It was over on maybe Decatur or like close by De- it was close to not Decatur but uh the road where Jack's brewery is. That road. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it right now, but that bar we went to had a frozen Pimm's cup. I know, I know what you're talking about. I remember being Saint there. something. We were, it was Saint something. We were already. <laughs> oh, we were hammered. Done. Yeah, <laughs> we started that morning at like eleven at the Avenue Pub. Oh, that's a great. That's Left, a great pub. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's what, amazing. What a day that was. Yeah. Left there, went to Barcadia when Nick Huff was there doing curbside burgers. Yeah, ate and drank there. Back to the hotel, rested for like an hour, went down to uh, what's the what's the why am I drawing a blank on the bar with the rotating carousel? Bowl. Carousel went to the carousel down there, did drinks and ate there, and then left there and went to this bar and they had frozen pims, pims cup and all kind of other stuff. Uh, it was a long day. We yeah. drank a lot, <laughs> and back then my podcast rig was just. A giant mixing board in a duffel bag, and then another duffel bag with microphones and cables. Well, it's too bad you didn't have your bus. Oh, see, yeah. we needed that bus. That was 2014, maybe. I don't know. It was a long time ago. The street you're talking about is North Peters. Is that what but it I'm is? I'm not sure that it was on Peters. It might have been on Decatur. I don't think that place is open anymore. Oh, wow. Was it was it right there by? Um, uh, it wasn't. It was on the opposite side. Felipe's, uh, the the taco shop that's there. Felipe's. It was closer to Canal, not that much closer to Canal. It was near Jack's Brewery. What's the the beer place that's right down Gordon Beersh? Uh huh. Right down from there. It was Saint like Augustine's or something like that, maybe. Huh. But you could be right. I don't it think may, it's around anymore. Yeah, it may not be open. I mean, I was, like I said, it was a long time ago. 
Troy, thank you so much. Yeah, for, uh, thank you all for having me. For bringing the wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find these wines here in the Baton Rouge area? Pretty much anywhere. We're, we're at Rouse's, we're at uh, Calandro's, we're at uh, Oak, Oak Point. Um, pretty much anywhere. And if it's not there, that's the most important thing. Yeah. If you go somewhere and you don't see it, well, immediately go find the manager and ask them to get it because they can't. So it's here. Um, and you're supporting local, Louisiana grown, and sometimes handcrafted. Um, but always good, always refreshing, always great for a Cajun cuisine and uh, a flair uh, that we Louisianas have, either north, south, east, or west. But uh, yeah, always available. Just ask for it. Awesome. And you guys are on Facebook and Instagram. We are. You can find us on uh, Lander Vineyards uh, uh, on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, landyourvineyards.com. Uh, come and visit us at the Airbnbs. Uh, maybe y'all can bring some people up in your future bus. Uh, yeah, future have, bus, I like that. You'll have RVs you available. Have a bus. We should. Uh, hopefully, someday we'll have some tent sites there too for the uh, for the more adventurous. And then um, you know, concert series. We hope to start those up at the end of March if if that works out. So nice. it's a great time, great time. And and you know, beyond beyond the vineyard. We have great food in Monroe. We have great culture, lots of good stuff. So come and visit us. Great. Abby, thanks for joining as well. Thank you for having me. Listen to Abby and Brittany every weekday, 3 to 7 on 100.7, the Tiger off the record. Jada Cody, Jada Cody Show on Talk 107.3, weekdays, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. You can hear Jay and I just talking about life and everything that's cool in the world. (laughs) Pretty much. Eating and drinking and such. It's what we do. We're good at that. We are good at that. Today was an epic day. Tomorrow's going to be even better. I don't know about even better. Well, I mean, it's going to be good. By the time this airs, uh, we we would have already done our 100th episode of the Jay Dakota Show. Yeah, right. We're going to have some. Of season two. Of season two. Which is like 352 total episodes. Whoa. So we're getting. When we get to 500, we're going to throw a real party. Yeah. We're getting low carb cocktails and ribs tomorrow. So it's going to be. Low carb cocktails. Yeah, I'll too it, yeah, Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yes. It's going to be And TJ Ribs is coming in to play trivia. Yes. TJ and Ribs? TJ and the Ribs. <laughs> They're coming. The Ribs are coming. All right, until next time, guys, you can find the ABV podcast on uh, social media as well, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find Chuck P on all those outlets as well. Make sure you are uh, listening to the podcast. If you're on, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts and you're finding us on there, please go and rate and review the show because the more you do that, the higher it climbs up on the charts, and that's good for us, so do that as well. But you can find us on Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, all the normal podcast outlets. So until next time, Chuck P. here for the ABV Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.